I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. It's Todd Screema, the lovely Robin Lavasser and the kingpin Jim Reed. And we are here to do our next podcast for loan officers starting all over again. What to do in a tough market. So I've got a couple opening comments and I'll hand it over to Jim. Um, and this was this happened yesterday. So I was on a um, I was speaking to a group of leaders outside of my company, but in the industry. And um, what I what, the, the best way I can describe it is they these were leaders in our industry running companies and they looked at me like a deer in headlights and they were scared. I had another conversation this morning and or a text, I should say, and the person said, I'm really dying here. Can we please talk? You know, I can't talk until seven o'clock at night. Would you speak to me? I need some advice. I'm all, yeah. Um, it's a different market. We went from mortgage Disneyland to a really harder market. And we're back in January and February. We're recording this in March, beginning of March. So it will get better, guys. Uh, on a bell-shaped curve, the mortgage industry typically doubles from January and February to June. So you will do better. That's my comment. Um, but I would love to, I, I really, you know, Robin and Jim are in the trenches. So I want to defer to you guys on this one. Jim, give us some opening comments and or some tactics. that. that yeah, I appreciate that, it. You know, so, so, you know, I run, I run the coaching program that Summit Funding offers to our loan officers, internal program. So, you know, basically all I do all day is talk to loan reps and or I originate myself. And a friend of mine, um, he's worked with me for 12 years now. And he has been um, one of our top producers at times. Uh, he's been like at our events. He's been a big teacher on the big stage. So he's a good producer. Um, and he's in a rut. It's a bit of a longer term rut. The refinance uh, boom for the last two years kind of helped him for a bit. But now he's back to the rut that, that, that I knew he was in. And honestly, he did too. So uh, I coach him and he didn't turn in his homework. And, you know, the deal is people come to our company because one of the reasons is they want to be part of this program and be held accountable to what they said they were going to do. You know, we don't force things on people, but they say, I want to do this. I, we come up with structure. They agree to it and we hold them accountable. So honestly, I was, he embarrassed me. And I told him that because he's my friend. He's in this group called Robin. You know how it is. We're in a group call and he's my friend. So, and everybody knows it. So he embarrassed me. And I told him that. And I said, hey, let's go back to your childhood of mortgages. How did you break in? And he said, well, I was part of a Coma Banker office. I was the in-house lender. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, but how did you get the business? Because I know lots of people that have had that opportunity and didn't really do good at it, and you did great. He's like, well, but he, I had to really drag it out of him because, you guys, we don't remember. So it's kind of like therapy, right? They really drag it out of you. So I, I, he goes, well, I was in the office with office hours every four days a week, he said, 10 to 2, and by appointment. I said, stop right there. That's enough. So the way you got busy is by being face-to-face -face with people who could refer you business on a regular basis. Sound familiar, Robin? A hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm like, he goes, but I don't have that now, and I don't want to go back to that. I said, well, first of all, we don't have that. We don't do that, and I don't want you to go back to that either. But we can recreate it. So here's what we did. 
I said, you're in a market that's got high loan amounts. So we're going to pick one other market that's within an hour and a half. And you're going to see six boutique realtor offices on Tuesday in your market. And you're going to see six real estate office, boutique offices at the other market on Wednesdays. And you're doing it for nine months without judging it. And we're committing. And every day you don't, every one of those days that you don't do it, you owe me a thousand dollars to give to big brothers, big sisters. And we're typing it up as a contract and you're signing it. And here's the kicker. I said, and your daughters are signing it. <laughs> but we bought, he, he smiled. He says, it'll work. I said, I know it'll work. He's a really, dude, if you've been around for 15 years in this business, Todd, you have sales ability and you have loan knowledge. And that's the two harder things to do. The only one that's missing is the effort. Yeah. And so that's how we're, really what we're recreating is the effort and the face-to-face -face sales. So, so then, of course, I sat back and thought about my own business and had to realize that I'm not doing some of those basics. So I picked, I, I, I'm doing it with them on a little bit smaller level because I do wear several hats. So I'm doing yeah. three offices, two days a week. And, and thank you, Jim, for saying that, because I think we all, every single person has to self manage ourselves and, you know, coaching and mentorship helps a lot too. But I catch my, I think sometimes people are surprised when people like us say this there, I don't know if there's a day goes by. It's like, Oh, you know, uh, the 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 uh, Saturday text that uh, you guys teach uh, uh, about you know to realtors. Hey, I'm around this weekend. If you need some help, I'm here. Yeah. Um, hey, I mean, Todd, you don't have to do it. You just got to do it if you want to make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is those same techniques are you know we all have to go back to basics. We all have to self coach ourselves. But I like the idea of hey, how did you get started and what did you do, Robin? What is, what does a loan officer do in a tough market? What works? Well, I mean, what I think that what I've seen lately is that like it or not, we're always like, you know, we used to say things like, oh, we don't sell, you know, we don't sell rate, we don't sell um, different things. But the last couple of years, let's be honest, we didn't have to sell anything. The truth is people showed up and the rates were so shiny object. I mean, sub three, no one's complaining. Everybody's giddy happy. We can literally say with truth that it was the lowest market that anybody's ever seen in their lives. And that felt good. The whole thing felt good. And so, and most of those clients, like it or not, were in refinance type of situations, somewhere in purchase. But regardless, you get sub three and they're just happy, period. People are just happy. And those rates disappear and people are still trying to make people happy on interest rates. And what they're forgetting is that there's a whole new value that they have walked away from. And so we're, but we're, we're still trying, you know, we're still in our old habits of like, Hey, let's, let's talk about rate. And, and the clients are as well, right? Because that's been the biggest topic for the last 24 plus months. And so that's the topic. And so I was talking to a loan officer and actually a branch manager all within the last 24 hours, ironically. And as I'm talking to them, I said, you know, they said, gosh, you know, the market is just tough. You know, they're issuing a pre-approval letter and they're issuing 10, 20 pre-approval letters and two or one are getting accepted. Right. And I said, what are you doing differently? Like, kind of like Jim, what are you doing differently knowing that that's the result? And here's what's interesting. Most people aren't coming up with anything different. They're trying the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And they're frustrated with the result. And that kills me a little bit because I'm like, how do you, you know, Todd, you say a great thing that I think is said all over the place, but I'm going to give you some credit for it. Success leaves clues. Failure also leaves clues. 
And so if we're seeing things that are no longer working, how do we adjust? And so one of the things that I was talking to the loan officers about was, and, the, and this branch manager was, hey, a lot of people are rate sensitive right now. Why? Because everyone know rates just went up. So they're how high, you know, is that really true? And there's a lack of trust in that thing. And I said, so one of the things that I do when I sit down with a client, I just talked to a refinance client the other day. And I said, let's go over the four most important things to you. The four things. And here's what it looks like. For him, it was a refi. It's a little different than a purchase, but let's put purchase in there as well. Payment, interest rate, cash to close, property. For refinance, that's the outcome, right? Is it getting money back? Is it lowering something? What is what is it that you're driving? For the purchase, it's the actual home, it, the home itself. And as we go through everything, I, I the disarming statements that I make as a salesperson is, hey, and, and this is the honest truth, if you're looking for rate and only rate, I'm not your person. That's not because we are high. It's because somebody is always going to be lower. Always. Always. And so let's talk about that up front and disarm with, if you know that up front, are we still in a relationship? Because here's what I know we do do in Eugene, Oregon. We're the number one market shareholder as Summit Funding. Summit Funding is the number one in Lane County. As a result of that, our pre-approval letters are high on the list. So when you're competing with three different offers and there's a credit union, an online lender and some funding out of the three, you might have a higher rate, but you have a house. So which one's more important? Yeah. And the clients well, are then, you know, accepting of that. Go ahead, Jimmy, jump well, in. I mean, you, you were saying something was striking me as you said that, cause it's been, I've been, I've been beaten. I've been beating the drum so loud um, that success leaves clues. And so does failure. Right. I think you said something like that. I can't say it as, as beautifully yeah. as you say stuff, but, but, you know, in the past Todd, two years, someone, uh, it became easy to, uh, as a loan officer, don't ever do this. It became easy to email a written fee estimate used to be called a good faith estimate to, to tell people the cash to close and the payments. And we, and we stopped learning, we stopped listening for the clues that, that, what that really meant. Right. So I got I got mortgage loan apprentices at my branch, new people in the business that went through the two years and they're emailing out written fee estimates, not realizing that that is the kiss of death yeah. because that person's going to take it and go to someone and someone's going to say, oh, I can beat that. Regardless of what it said, because they're only working on one loan. Mm -hmm. Right. And so so really, it's like, hey, how do you how do you how do you survive in this market? Well, you listen to the clues and you become a professional salesperson again. And that's a clue that you're being shopped. And so your response is, hey, I forgot to ask you when we met. Have you been pre-approved with anybody else? Ding, 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 ding. Right? And now I know how to deal with that, which is what Robin, the debate that Robin, or not the debate, the, the logic, the mm -hmm. value proposition that Robin was sharing and using someone in Lane County. Everybody has their own version of that, but we forgot to tell them. Yes. We forgot to tell them during our presentation. We forgot to yeah. say, hey, uh, you know, to, to handle that objection and be a professional salesperson because oh you were referred because you do a good job mm -hmm. and because you're going to deliver. Don't forget yes. that, guys. That's not common. 
And we forget to find what value they're actually looking for and helping the client define it. The client needs to define it. And the client can be both the, the, um, the borrower, if you will, but also the realtor. And I think we've forgotten it in both instances, right? And so we're trying to, you know, the reason that people are so frustrated is they're trying to sell what everybody else is selling. And the truth is nobody walks around and says, hey, where's the lowest rate in the room and the, you know, the flashing sign above their heads with which lender they work for. The truth is they're saying, hey, I really like Jim. I wonder what he brings to the table. And what you bring to the table, Jim, is Jim. And I think people are forgetting that the product that we're selling, you can get a mortgage all over the place. That's the truth. So what do you bring to the table? And if you don't know it, how do you learn that? How do you understand it? And I think that there's a lot of people that were just able to sell mortgages, if you will, the last couple of years. And what they need to redefine is what people are looking for in terms of value. And are you willing to provide it to them? I'll tell you what they're looking for. I'll tell you what they're looking for. They're looking for why buy now. Mm -hmm. I tell my guys, hey, they may not say it like I'm saying it to you, Todd, but everybody who I talk to today that's looking at buying a house wants me to answer the question, why should I buy right now? Yeah. I'm scared of buying right now, but I need a home and I want a home and I can afford a home, but I don't want to buy a home, but I want to buy a home, but I don't want to buy a home. That's what's happening. So it's like you have to have in your presentation on a face-to-face or with a video meeting with your client, you got to have in there, why buy now? Which that's a whole nother podcast we can do and we should, but you got to be addressing that, guys, because that's what will get you into an emotional relationship with them and allow you to serve them properly versus guessing, oh, they just want low rate. No, that's not all they want. You know, Todd, I'm going to add one more thing to it real quick. I just sat down with a loan rep of mine today and he said, hey, I did a bunch of work almost 60 days ago and I got frustrated after about a week because nothing happened. And now 60 days later, little stuff starting to happen and and I'm frustrated that I didn't stick with it. <laughs> what I would tell you is that we are not currently in an instant gratification market period, mm-hmm. not in buying a home, not in refinancing, not in anything. And so that value piece of it is so incredibly important. The alignment of what people really are wanting and how we provide it is so incredibly important. But the consistency of the effort, the, the plan that Jimmy just cared enough to map out with one of his guys and say, if you do this, you won't fail. And he's smiles and says, I know that. And Jim cared enough as a mentor and a leader to give that to him. Get yourself some accountability because this market is not for the faint at heart. But if you have the right people supporting you and guiding you that you're willing to take advice from and take action upon, you will, you will end up making it. And Todd, and it hasn't even gotten. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to, I'm going to take some risk here. I'm going to be strategic and direct. Um, The industry last year, Best year ever, 4.4 trillion in loans. 4.4 trillion. Fannie Mae and Freddie just revised their number for this year, 2.2 trillion. Now, stick with me for a second. Last year, of the 4.4 trillion, 78% refinance. That was the market. Wow. This year, this year will be 75% purchase. So 4.4 trillion. That's a total pivot. That's it. A, a That's total 1 trillion up. in purchases last year, approximately 1 trillion in purchases. And what'd you say about this year? 2.2 trillion, 75% of which will be purchase based. 
So, so let, stay with so me. So purchases are going up. That's good news. Yeah. Uh, a normal market for our industry is around 1.7 trillion. So still a good market overall, but 50% less than it was a year ago, last year. So you're going to see a ton of layoffs. You're going to see a ton of people getting out of the business. You're going to see it's hard to make money. All that thing, all that is true. Okay. But the, the, the simple fact is 75%, 75% of the business is purchased. The only, you know, the only thing that a private mortgage banker has over other companies such as Consumer Direct or Rocket Mortgage or people like that is you can go see people. You can mm-hmm. go influence people. That's by, by you, so you mean the loan you rep. Yeah. Huh? By you, you mean the loan rep can go the see people. Rep. They can go influence the loan people. Rep. Yeah. Right? So, so. Now you're in a market that favors a purchase-based company like Summit and most people listening to this. And you've got the trump card that no, you got the joker. No one's got the joker but you. And that is you can go see people. But yet the conditioning the last two years has been sitting in the office. I understand it was COVID. That's so you just got to pivot super fast. Okay. Dude, that's, it gets me excited because what you're saying is, wow, there's so much opportunity for an old school loan rep. And I am an oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. This, this favors. So I'll tell you a quick story. Um, we do one of, the, one of the things that Jim has us do in coaching sometimes that's a tool is the mini circus. Mini circus is where you sit down and do 100 calls in one day. Okay. So I had a coaching group. One of them, we've now done it five weeks in a row, okay? Five weeks in a row. So I, I should preface this. Coaching's every two weeks. So once once every two weeks now for five sessions, 10 weeks, we have called 100 people in one day. So their financial results, I'll just tell you their savings because I just did budgets yesterday. One gal saved $23,000 after taxes. Another gentleman saved twelve thousand something, twelve thousand eight hundred. Another one saved ninety two hundred. All of them not only met their dashboard, their savings dashboard, how much they're supposed to save in January and February, but they're way ahead of their year to date number. So they're actually building, still building a lot of wealth in this market. When I asked them why, all three of them said the circus. Mm-hmm. Now the first week we did it. I had a bunch of texts and panics and one cl- one called 33, one called 62, one called 58. And I threw a tizzy fit on the coaching call. Mm-hmm. And then I got them to about 70 as an average. Then one, one person got to 100 the third week. And I was like, oh, my God. I did one of those videos and texted it to them all. I said, oh, my God, this person's awesome. I can't believe you hit 100. It's unbelievable. You know, right? Now they're all doing 100. All th- this last two weeks, all three did 100, last two sessions. And their confidence is through the roof. Yeah, now, they're still yeah. dealing with all the same things everyone else is dealing with. You know they're what happens on that many circus? What happened to me when, when we did that? Like, I'm known for not really caring what people think about me, but it's not true. I do care what people think about me. But in that assignment, you really stop caring what people think about you. And you actually become yourself. Instead of trying, like as a salesperson, instead of being an actor, you really stop caring and you become yourself and then you're way more likable and then you have better results. And you can't get there 
without going through that pain and journey. And that's what that, that assignment does. I'm going to assign that to everybody next week. I'll tell you 100%. what, that's from the book, Make Your Bed. That's from the book, Make oh, Your really? Bed, which is written by Navy SEALs. And it's literally about the little things that can change your life, the little things that can change your life. And one of the things says, don't be afraid of the circuses. So it's the lessons that are in the SEALs that are metaphors for life in general. And mm. the circus is a metaphor for that. Basically what we've translated it to is the loan stuff, right? Making the calls, doing those things. Uh-huh. The circus and Navy SEALs is training of how to pass the test to become a SEAL, right? So yeah. it's, and the people that get the circus become the best people in the end. The people that are willing to do the circus become the strongest in the end, but they started as the weakest, which is why they get assigned to the circus over and over again. So remember that right now, if you're feeling like you're one of the weakest, if you do the work, the people that don't feel weak aren't doing the work and they will fall behind at some point. So we yeah. got to outpractice the players. We could yeah. talk about this like for three hours, but Todd, uh, wrap us up on this one. Yeah, my, 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 here's the closing comments, guys, because we got to end. We want to we keep these at 25 minutes or less so that, so that they're impactful and short. Um, guys, have less emotions and more activity. This is, you're going to look five years from now, you're not going to remember this first six months of 2022. That's not going to happen. I'll say, what did you do in 2022 for six months? You're like, I have no clue, right? So don't stop being so emotional. I know that sounds mean, but I really do mean it. Like just have less emotions and just act like a robot and do the work. That's what I would say from an emotion standpoint. Robin, last comment. I I mean, I would just say, hey, let's let's go to work. Let's roll up our sleeves. Keep your accountability partners close. Um, Understand your value proposition and be ready to do the work. Jimmy Reed, the famous quote that we took away from the last time was, we are going to do the work over the next two years that we got paid for for the last two years. That was a brilliant quote. And that's what we're about to go into. Yeah. And mine is surround yourself with like-minded people. Do not hang out with the people who talk about how tough it is. Do not, do not. You're going to have to stop hanging out with some of the people you used to hang out with. Hang out with people who are embracing this because it will, it will help you. It'll lift you up. hundred percent. Thank you guys. Have a great month. Talk to you soon. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.